You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's another beautiful day for baseball in Los Angeles. Baseball podcast. Josh Schaefer and Blake Harris cover everything Dodgers right here on Inside the Ravine. How is it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Inside the Ravine. Joining me, as always, this time from beautiful Pasadena, my co-host, Josh Schaefer. Josh, we took a little two-week break to uh, recover from what we had to witness in the NLDS, but... The good news is, Josh, I guess the Dodgers weren't as trash as we originally thought. They were still garbage, but it turns out the team they played actually might have been kind of good. So there's at least that going for us right now, buddy. Yeah, well, now the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series, which I still think is insane. Um, but they're hot, man. And and we said that um, in the series against the Dodgers that they had the clutch hits, you know, they, they were better than the Dodgers in the NLDS. And then it came around, they lost the first two games to the Phillies in the NLCS. And you were kind of thinking like, I don't know, man, like, I don't think the Dodgers could have done much better based off of what we saw in the NLDS, but the D-backs like, sure. They're going home, you know, not really sure what to expect. And then go home, tie the series up, you know, had the walk off win, had another big win. And then going back to Philly down three, two, I, to win two games on the road like that was really impressive. So um, the D-backs, man, they won, what, 84 games in the regular season or something like that? Um, and you texted me last night, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I agree every single postseason, but then the regular season starts and we're back to square one. But, I mean, the regular season literally means nothing at this point, like especially right. for the Dodgers, because every year the Dodgers just seem to – win the division by 10 games or more and they just drop the ball in the in the postseason so honestly just at this point get in because that's what the d-backs did like the d-backs are not the the d-backs weren't the best team in the national league they weren't the 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 team built best to make a world series run but here they are because they got hot in the postseason and they're getting it done so d-backs and rangers and honestly i'm not gonna lie to you blake i feel like that's uh for for maybe Dodgers fans out there, even though it's a division rival, I think that that maybe that's a little uh, easier to swallow than like Astros Phillies or something like that. Yeah, I mean, again, the D-backs were the better team. The Rangers have never won a World Series, so there there's some rooting interest there. But like you said, Josh, an 84 win team going to the World Series. I think I saw this tweet that the uh, the D-backs and the Rangers their combined win total is the lowest combined win total either ever in a World Series, or it's like been an insanely long time since there was a number of this low. The D-backs were the sixth seed. I believe the Rangers were the fifth seed. And Josh, ever since this new playoff format started, that's back-to-back seasons in which the National League pennant has uh, been a sixth-seeded team. So I'm with you, man. The regular season, uh, maybe don't care as much anymore. If I'm the Dodgers, don't sign Shohei Otani because he's going to get you 105 wins, which you cannot have, Josh. We need the Dodgers to win 86 games next year, get that second or third wild card, and then go on their Cinderella runs to the World Series. Because apparently, unless you're the Houston Astros, bad teams, they make it to the World Series the way this playoff format is. So it's crazy. It just goes to show that baseball, truly anything can happen. It's the biggest crapshoot out there. But yeah, D-backs, Rangers, World Series. Josh, if you would have made a bet uh prior to the postseason starting they have like those exact uh outcomes that you can bet on based on the playoff teams if you would have bet on either the d-backs to beat the rangers in the world series or the rangers to beat the d-backs in the world series you would have gotten 450 to 1 odds wow 
So if you would have put a nice $100 bet down on that, you'd be a $45,000 uh, winning man. That just goes to show how unexpected this matchup truly is. So uh, that's baseball for you, Josh. But before we get to all that kind of stuff, I'm just going to give you uh, the floor. What's your quick World Series prediction for that series? Well, you know, first of all, I wonder I wonder if those odds would be that crazy if the Rangers didn't lose the division on the last day of the season. Because that's another thing. Like, they're, sure, they were the fifth seed, but but but, you know, I mean, they lost the division on the last day. Yeah of the season. So I wonder if, I wonder if those odds would be different. And I wonder if people might have, you know, a different outlook on, on this world series, if the Rangers hadn't done that, but uh, yeah. either way um, it's, it's tough to say just because it, it's tough to go against the D backs just because of how they good they've been. But um, I feel like I have to go with my gut, which is the Rangers. Um, and I think I'm going to take the Rangers in six. Um I don't just based off what I've seen from these two teams this season and this postseason. I, I think the Rangers are the better team on paper. I think they're the much better team on paper. But again, the D-backs are hot and they've won against the odds, especially these this last series, having to go home down by two in the series and then go back to Philly and win two games on the road to, to go to the World Series. So I, I think you got to give the D-backs some credit. Um, I, I think that it's not going to be a quick series, but I think I'm going to take the Rangers in six. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers are the better team. Like you said, if they just win, I think, the last day of the regular season, they win the division, and they're probably, I think, the number two seed. So, yeah, the, the Rangers, they got the home field advantage, but this D-backs team, they went through the Brewers with these, they went through the Dodgers with these, and then, yeah, down 2-0 in the NLCS, they somehow come back. Then they're down 3-2, going back to Philly for two. They somehow come back. So uh, this D-backs team, they just won't quit. They're doing everything right. They're hot. But I'll go with the Rangers. I'll go with the Rangers in six. But, Josh, I wouldn't be, at, at this point, nothing will surprise me. Whoever yeah. wins won't surprise me. If a team wins in four, if a team wins in seven, nothing will surprise me. So it'll be a fun World Series, hopefully for the Rangers. Again, I'm pulling for them because they've never won one. So hopefully for their fans, they get to experience it. For the first time, that'll be awesome. But transitioning, yeah. Josh, we're going to talk some Dodgers today. This is going to be a fun one because we're just going to be talking about the 40-man roster as a whole. We're not going to be going in-depth on every man that's on the 40-man. But the Dodgers have a lot of decisions to make this offseason because they're going to have to crunch this roster down. Josh, would you like to take a guess as to when the season ended, how many players the Dodgers had? on their 40-man roster. Now, again, if you're on the 60-day IL, you don't count towards the 40-man, so they had a number of guys, but take a guess at how many players were on the 40-man when the season ended. 40-plus the IL? 40-plus, so more than 40. Oh, God. F 52. You just missed it, Josh. You just missed it. 51. The Dodgers wow. had 51 players on their 40-man, so... They're going to have to trim that down to 40, and honestly, they're going to have to trim it below 40, Josh, because during the offseason, you can't have guys on the 60-day IL, so guys like Tony Gonsal and Dustin May that are probably going to miss a good portion of 2024, they got to come off it, so you got to clear space, and you got to get under 40, because if you want to sign free agents, if you want to make trades, you got to be below that 40-man so you can add guys, so the Dodgers got a lot of decisions they're going to have to make this offseason, so we're going, to, we're going to go kind of section by section. We're going to talk about the players that are going to be free agents, whether or not we think the Dodgers should bring them back. We're going to talk about the players that have team options, whether or not the Dodgers should bring them back, and then kind of just look at that as a whole. So Josh, overall, I know you were looking at this before the show. I guess whatever article you, you were looking at included minor league free agents. Unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about Matt Andrees. We're not going to be talking about Robbie Dang Irwin it. and whether or not the Dodgers need to bring them back to an OKC deal. But there are, according to this, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, I think 13 overall free agents. So we're just going to quickly go down the list, talk about whether or not we want the Dodgers to bring them back. The first one, Josh, Ryan Brazier. So this could be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely an interesting one because he was so good for the team. Um, yeah. I feel I would love to see them bring him back, but he to me he kind of just seems like a player that they probably wouldn't. Um, I I don't know. I, I he he was not. He's again. He's kind of a a value kind of guy for the Dodgers. We said this all year, and that's one thing that I think we're going to see on this trend is it's not going to be a ton of these huge big name, you know, high rolling free agents 
on this list. I think there's going to be a lot of value guys. And as much as fans might like them, you need to realize that they're not all going to be back and nor do the Dodgers probably need to bring them back. So he's one that I, I would like to see brought back, but I would not be surprised if he was not on the list. Yeah, I, I would love for Ryan Brazier to come back because ever since he made his Dodgers debut, he was their best reliever. I mean, his numbers were just insane this year. The dude was a lockdown reliever. I mean, he was fantastic. The only issue is I think he may have pitched himself into a nice payday. Uh, I yeah. wanted to look up last year, Josh, because this was kind of the same trend as 2022. The Dodgers traded for reliever Chris Martin. He was fantastic with the Dodgers. And then this past offseason, he signed a two-year, $13.5 million contract with the Red Sox. He was essentially earning $7 million a year with all of his bonuses and everything. So I don't know if that's the kind of contract Ryan Brazier might be getting, but I kind of wanted to use that as a comparison. So yeah, if another team's offering Brazier six to seven million, the Dodgers probably pass on that because paying a lot of money for relievers isn't really the smartest option. So who knows? Maybe the Dodgers are able to get him at like three or four million. But yeah, I think another team might be knocking at his door because he was fantastic. But that that's going to be a fun one to pay attention to because again, you need guys in your bullpen that you can rely on. And Ryan Brazier, he was one of the few that you really could trust uh, in high leverage situations. All right, Josh, the next one on the list, another fun one, Kike Hernandez. Kike's one that I think that the Dodger fans are going to be upset to see leave, but I feel like he's probably on that list of guys. It's probably not going to be re-signed. Um, you know, he was making $10 million. Um, He's 32 now, which obviously isn't a big deal at all. Um, he's a fan favorite, um, but given that they let him walk the first time, um, I just don't think that he's a guy that is probably going to be in the Dodgers future plans. Um, I would love for him to be involved. But um, again, I also think that he that this my answer for this kind of depends on what they want to do in the offseason um, in terms of free agents elsewhere. Um, and if there's anybody else on this list that that might impact whether or not he gets an extension. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one because the Dodgers let him go the first time he wanted to be a starter with the Red Sox, which he was. But that tenure kind of ended poorly, like he definitely wasn't a starter anymore. I would love for the Dodgers to bring him back as kind of like a Chris Taylor utility man, which we saw, you know, Kike thriving once again with the Dodgers, where you could put him in the outfield, you could put him at second base, you could put him at shortstop, you could put him on the mound, you could put him wherever. I don't think he's going to be getting $10 million a year like he was getting on his previous contract. So if he's willing to take, you know, a team-friendly deal, I'm sure he'd love to return to LA. Clearly, he liked being back. And I, I think it'd be a great move for the Dodgers to really strengthen their bench because I don't know how their bench is looking for next year, but if you can bring him back, uh, get the production you got again, I think that'd be a win for the Dodgers. So it, at the end of the day, it just comes down to how much is he willing to settle for? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he got his payday already with the Red Sox. Does he want to try to get more money? Or again, is he willing to take a team-friendly deal, come back to LA, not be a starter, and uh, again, be like a Chris Taylor kind of guy where maybe you start... 60% of the games during the season, you're moved around a lot because I think the Dodgers could desperately need him. Next one, Josh, a guy that exceeded both of our expectations. We weren't expecting anything from him this year. Jason Hayward, who turned out to be one of the Dodgers' best hitters in 2023. Oh, yeah, he was terrific. 15 home runs, OPS at like 813. Um, he was really good. And you know what? He was on a really cheap, it was a team-friendly deal for a guy who was 33, 34 years old. 720,000. I mean, Such that was a, a deal. It, that turned out to be an incredible deal for the Dodgers. Um, he's one more that I think it kind of depends on if he wants to take a team friendly deal, but I also think he's 34. Is he going to want more money? And is this the right fit for him and for the team? Unfortunately, I don't think Hayward comes back. I think that wherever he ends up, um, he's probably going to want a little bit more money based off of how good he was this year. Um, but I, I don't think he lands with the Dodgers. Jason Hayward's an interesting one because like you said, Josh, he was such a bargain last year. I think the Cubs were still paying him like 17 million or something like that. So it's not like he wasn't getting the bag. Like he was still getting paid heavily. I mean, according to this, he was, I think getting 22 million with the Cubs. I mean, he's coming off an eight year, $184 million contract. So clearly he's set up for life in regards to money. I don't know how much a team would be willing to give him just because of his age. And although he had a great season, like I don't think he's getting a multi-year deal for like 10 plus million a year. So maybe because of that, he opts to return to the Dodgers on a cheaper deal, maybe like 
what the Dodgers gave David Peralta this past year. I think they gave him like a one-year, $6 million contract. I think that'd be fair. I think for Jason Hayward, he would like to return. He clearly loved playing here. He's best friends with Freddie Freeman, so maybe he wants to, you know, stay with Freddie Freeman, be that veteran presence in the locker room. So I'm okay with the Dodgers bringing him back, especially, again, as a bench piece. I know he got a lot of more starts than we were expecting, but based on the production, like you said, Josh, I think you said like 15 home runs, OPS above 800. You'll you'll take that, you know, for oh, yeah. six or seven million. So I hope they bring him back around a deal like that because, again, they, they could use another outfielder with some uncertainties there. So I, I hope they bring Hayward back. And this is kind of tough, Josh. We're through three players already, and I kind of want all three of them back, which yeah. might be kind of tough to happen because, like I said, they're going to have to crunch this 40-man. And things get only more difficult next, Josh, because the next guy on our list is Clayton Kershaw. And this one seems kind of easy because it pretty much seems like if he wants to return, he'll be back with the Dodgers or he'll retire. So I think I know where we both stand on this, but what are your quick thoughts on Kershaw? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, it depends if he wants to play another year. Yeah. Um, because you're right. If he wants to play another year, he's going to be the Dodgers. Number one. Um, every year it's kind of like, Oh, you know, he's getting older, but he's going to play another year. And then he's still the team's best pitcher. Um, so yeah. And he's making a lot of money, but you know, he's going to be 36 by the time the season starts. We're right around when the season's starting. Um, obviously, that's not a huge deal. You already have guys on the team like Lance Lynn, Daniel Hudson, David Peralta. All those guys are 36 already. Um, but, you know, if Kershaw wants to be back, he's back. And I think that's kind of just how it's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, I think Andrew Friedman even last week at his presser said, if Kershaw wants to be back, we're bringing him back. So we don't know how long that decision is going to take. I want Kershaw to come back. I want him to get 3,000 strikeouts. I also selfishly just want one more year of him. So again, that one, uh, it's in his court. We'll have to wait and see. The next next one, Josh, should be fairly easy and quick. Uh, you might not even remember that this guy was on the Dodgers during the season because he played for a couple of games, got hurt, was put on the 60-day IL. Outfielder, Jake Marisnik. Oh, how could I forget <laughs> former Astro Jake Marisnik getting signed like midseason? Um, yeah, this one, I, I feel like this one's an easy one. I mean, he wasn't making very much money. You know, he, he's going to be 33 by the time the season starts. I, I, I don't see a world where Jake Marisnik's back with the Dodgers this next year. Um, you know, he missed some time, obviously, with, with an injury. But um, yeah, for me, this is an easy one. I, I feel like this is this is one where. It's just not going to it's it's not in the cards for him because I feel like the Dodgers are are likely going to try to have better options on the bench. Um, they're likely going to have better options in the starting lineup. And again, we've already passed on a couple of guys who I think would be legitimate, better options that still might be more value um, deals than Jake Marisnik. Yeah, maybe this is one where they like sign him to a minor league deal. Invite him to that. spring training, send him to AAA, and then in May when there's the inevitable injury, you call him up. Josh, he did hit 400 during his brief tenure with the Dodgers. Does wow. that change your outlook at all? Not really. <laughs> he did go two for five. So a wow. very, very small sample size. So again, that one, uh, if he's not back, that's fine. But sign him to a minor league deal, uh, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to that. Boy, man, they, we're really getting difficult here, Josh. J.D. Martinez. Uh, we talked about Jason Hayward being the biggest bargain, but J.D. Martinez, he might have been arguably the best bargain in all of baseball this this past season. This guy signed a one-year, $10 million deal and hit 33 home runs with 103 RBIs and an OPS at 893. I and mean, he missed I, like 40 I, games, I think, too. Yeah, he missed I like a, at least a month. He's easily the biggest bargain deal on this team and one of the best value deals in baseball this past year. The tough part is I always saw this as a one-year deal and yeah. one opportunity to win something and, and utilize JD Martinez's talents. I, I still think that that's probably the case. I think that JD Martinez, despite being 36 now is, is probably going to have the opportunity to get more money if he were to leave. I still think he's got a year or two left in him. I just don't know if it's with the Dodgers because I, I feel like the Dodgers kind of had this plan to have a one-year deal in place and go get somebody else. And we talked about this a lot, and I don't want to continue to hype up the Shohei train yet, but going into this season, I feel like the mood amongst a lot of fans, you and I kind of had this thought, was the Dodgers are going to kind of bridge the gap to next year, right? And yeah. 
J.D. Martinez was the perfect player to kind of do that with because he's a legitimate designated hitter that is going to hit home runs, is going to bring in RBIs, is going to hit doubles and shoot balls into the gaps. And you knew that he could be in your lineup every night. But for one year, 10 million, that's a perfect contract to bridge the gap to the next year where you can maybe go out and get somebody else. I feel like he's not back. I would love for J.D. Martinez to come back. But here's another thing. If the Dodgers make a legitimate push for Shohei Otani, you can't have both. You just can't. Not only can you not afford them both, because J.D. probably will want some some more money, but also, like, you're just not going to put him in the outfield. Like, that's the thing. You're not going to have two guys on your roster that are almost exclusively going to DH. And it's just not going to work. So if the Dodgers don't get Shohei Otani... By all means, would love to have J.D. Martinez back. But if the team is is going to make a legit push for Shohei, then J.D. Martinez is not going to be a Dodger. Yeah, J.D. Martinez missed 50 games this year while oh never gosh. having to really do anything remotely physical. Like, Josh, I don't know how the dude was getting injured by sitting in the dugout. Maybe, you know, he was pulling some things when he was sitting. But, yeah, the fact that he missed 50 games while not even having to play in the field – yeah, it, it sucks because J.D. Martinez was so good that that contract was such a bargain. But like you said, Josh, one, if the Dodgers signs Shohei, you got no, no room for him because you can't put him in the outfield. And even if they don't sign Shohei, J.D. Martinez is not going to be signing for $10 million. He is going to be signing for a lot more than that. So I don't know if the Dodgers want to give 15 to $20 million to an everyday DH. So, J.D., thank you for your work. We appreciate everything you did. But go get the bag somewhere else and try not to hurt yourself by sitting on the bench for an extended period of time. All right, Josh, the next one, Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller's one that I think he comes back again. 33-year-old pitcher and another guy who was on a value deal. So I think that he was good when he was called upon. Um, He had 171 ERA, nine (laughs) strikeouts per nine innings. He was great. Just didn't pitch all that much um i i think that he's a player that the dodgers would love to have come back because he'd be a great yeah. option i mean i i didn't i knew shelby miller was good when he played but like you said josh a 1.71 era a 0.90 whip his era plus was 255 even his fip at 3.68 that's still something you'll take like he was fantastic for the dodgers the issue was he missed like two months right in the middle of the season he was a bargain deal I, I don't know what his contract was but i think it was very very cheap maybe the dodgers bring him back to an affordable deal i think he'd be cheaper than like ryan brazier so yeah if if he's able to come back for a couple million by all means do it dodgers because he was fantastic when he pitched or a really underrated piece of that bullpen josh here's a fun one for you because this is a guy i, I need to look up i'm sure dodgers fans didn't even know he was on the 40-man roster the Dodgers have signed this guy to, I think, five or six different contracts over the years, and he's only suited up once for them. And that's Jimmy Nelson, who hasn't pitched since 2021. He did pitch for OKC for a good portion of the season, but I guess the Dodgers just never wanted to activate him. When we did see him last, Josh, in 2021, 1.86 ERA was averaging 14 strikeouts per nine innings, a whip of 0.93, a FIP of below two. He was fantastic. The only issue is if he pitches in 2024, that's a three-year break from when we saw him last. But hey, again, he, he's been he's been a Dodger, I think, since like 2020 or 2019. So he's a he's a veteran when it comes to uh, this clubhouse. Well, he's like paused and, and restarted his rehab stint, I think, more than once. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's He's kind of a tough one because... You know, he's another guy that's 33. He was good when he was around. Um, He's also not making that much money either. But again, I feel like there's another guy on here that I think that you kind of have to play the waiting game with in terms of injuries and free agency. And I think that in terms of the way that I look at these guys, I would rather have one over the other. And I feel like you can't just continue to play the waiting game for some of these pitchers who haven't pitched in over a year. Um, And for me, um, I like Jimmy Nelson when he was when he was pitching. Um, but right now this off season, I, I could see him end up being a value get for somebody else and, and having a good season. Or if he wants to stay with the Dodgers, I think that they pay him a lot less than even the, the 1.5 that he was making now. 
Yeah, this seems like a signed to a minor league contract because he's been with the organization for so long. See if he's able to ramp back up. He did appear in 29 games for OKC this past year, so quite a bunch, but he was pretty bad. He had an ERA of exactly five. So it's not like he was, you know, shoving down in AAA, but again, maybe they bring him back for like his sixth one-year deal. But uh, yeah, if, if he's not back, that that's okay. David Peralta. Now, this is a, a really interesting one, Josh, because... I'm personally torn on this one. I can go either way with David Peralta. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one because the dude just gets hits, right? Um, the choo-choo man, one year, 6.5, like another good deal for the Dodgers, but he's 36 um, or he will, he will be 30. Yeah, he's 36. He's going to be 36 by the time the season starts. Um, he's had a pretty good career. This is another one that I, I, I would, I, I think I'd like to see the Dodgers bring back, but the, is he going to ask for more money while being 36? And for me, that's what the big, that's what the big question is. And, and it's a good lefty bat to have too. For me, he's making 6.5. Like if he's almost 37 by the time the season starts and is asking for more than that, I think it's not worth it for the Dodgers. Yeah, even if the Dodgers could get him back at this exact deal they got him last offseason, I love the choo-choo man, but I'm actually going to have to pass just yeah. because you could get just such better production from so many other guys. He did have that stretch for about two months where he was like actually quietly one of the top hitters in the National League when it comes to batting average. But over the final 50 games he played, Josh, he barely hit above 200, OPS of 564. He was a Gold Glove finalist, uh... He was recently named a finalist a couple days ago, so defensively he was, you know, great out there. But when it came when it came to the bat, he just wasn't bringing it. He did deliver one of the rare extra base hits in the NLDS for the Dodgers. But yeah, if I'm the Dodgers, I either give more playing time to a rookie or see if you can go somewhere else. Because yeah, I just, I, although he's cheap, I, I don't want a guy that's hitting seven homers that's you know posting an OPS of six seventy five. I think you could do better. So. Again, David Peralta, thank you for your service, but I, I think the Dodgers, uh, they should move on there. Uh, a couple players left, Josh. Uh, one more position player we got here is Ahmed Rosario. Another one that I think would be fun. Um, you know, he's only going to be 28 by the time the season starts. Um, he was making less than David Peralta this past year. Um, or, no, he was making a little bit more than David Peralta this last year. Um, I, I'd i like to see him brought back. I mean, I... I feel like down the stretch, he actually didn't get as much as many at bats as we were hoping for. Um, but he's a good player. He was a consistent hitter. Again, I thought that this trade that to bring him over was essentially a fleecing. I mean, the trades yeah. that the Dodgers did to get Kike Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario, they gave up like nothing. So, so I like him. I think he'd be a great bench piece. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, an, an everyday starter in the middle of your infield. Um, of course, Dodgers expecting to have some of their middle infielders back. Obviously, Gavin Lux was out all year. Um, he would be a great asset to have back um, next year. But then to have either Ahmed Rosario or Kike Hernandez as kind of your one and two guys off the bench who can play in the middle of the infield, um, I think that that would be a great option. So so I would yeah. love to see them bring Ahmed Rosario back, even if it's on the exact same kind of you know deal that he was on now at 7.8. If it was any cheaper than that, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Ahmed Rosario, Ahmed Rosario coming back would be great. He'd be a great bench bat. You don't have to rely on him to be a starter. He hits lefties well, which you need, you know, off the bench especially. Josh, I'm looking at his numbers between the Guardians and the Dodgers this past season, and it's insane how nearly identical he was with the Guardians, OPS plus of 88. With the Dodgers, OPS plus of 89. With the Guardians, he had 265. With the Dodgers, he had 256. With the Guardians, three home runs. With the Dodgers, three home runs. With the Guardians, nine stolen bases. With the Dodgers, six stolen bases. With the Guardians, on base percentage of 306. With the Dodgers, on base percentage of 301. So he was, again, you, you might have been hoping for a little bit more, but he was just a very, very slightly below average player who came in, played second base for the Dodgers, has a lot of speed. I would love for them to bring him back again as a bench piece. I don't know what the price will be, but like you said, Josh, if you're bringing back Ahmed Rosario, Kike Hernandez as kind of your bench bats that you can throw into the infield to shuffle some guys, I think that'd be huge for the Dodgers. That would be a massive win for an offseason. But unfortunately for Ahmed Rosario, he was left off the NLDS roster when they could have used him in favor of our final guy we're going to talk about, Josh, Colton Wong. 
Yeah, I just don't see this one. I mean, yeah, maybe, no. maybe they. Yeah, I. And and he wasn't even all that bad. I mean, he had a couple big hits, that, but that's the craziest thing is the Colton Wong experience seemed awful, Josh. But his numbers with LA in September, like he was good. But it yeah. didn't feel that way. Like it, he hit three hundred, OPS of eight fifty three, played in twenty games, but it just I, I don't know. I was just, I don't want him back. Like sorry, I, Colton, just, I, I don't. I just don't I'm see good. this one though. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, that sample size is not enough to warrant bringing him back. And then I don't want to say inevitably because I think that would be not the right way to phrase it. But then you're risking the 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 chance to send him back down or he's not very good. And then you DFA him and all of this because you offered him a contract after 20 games, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth it for the Dodgers. Yeah, maybe this one again, like a minor league deal if he doesn't get signed by anyone else. But yeah, if Colton Wong's not back, I, I won't be losing sleep. But Josh, those are all the free agents uh, that we talked about for the Dodgers. Again, a lot of guys on there that I really want the Dodgers to bring back. But because of this 40-man roster crunch, there's going to have to be some tough decisions made. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with uh, six other players that either could be free agents or the Dodgers could bring them back. We're going to be given our takes on whether or not the Dodgers should bring them for 2024. Stay tuned for that. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, Josh, like I just mentioned, there are six players that have player options, or I guess I should say team options for this offseason. So the Dodgers got to make decisions on these six players. So we're just going to quickly go through them and say whether or not the Dodgers should bring them back at that price or they should let them walk into free agency. The first one is Daniel Hudson, who has a club option for six and a half million dollars. Yeah, and this is this is what's already less than what he was, you know, making already. Um, so, you know, he's another guy that's going to be 37 by the time the season starts. Um, I think that the Dodgers would like to try to have a guy like him back. Um, but he, he missed a lot of time. Um, you know, he didn't get, I think as many, I I mean, he was good though, too. You know, I mean, he was pretty good throughout the season. Yeah. I mean, he, he just didn't really play very much this past year, obviously. Um, and yeah, I think he appeared Dodgers, in like three, I want to say three, three or four games. Yeah. Three games, three games. He looked good when he did. And yeah. then over the course of the last few years, he also looked good. And obviously last year for the Dodgers, he was terrific too. And a two twenty two yeah. ERA in 25 games. But um, yeah, I, I think it'd be great to have him back, but it depends on, on, you know, that's not a whole lot of money, I feel like, for another year. Um, but again, you're getting a guy that that missed almost all of this season. If you're confident in the fact yeah. that he's going to be able to pitch next year consistently, it's not a bad deal, I feel like, given his track record and his career numbers and all that. But again, this is this is one of the few um, club options too where I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a little I don't know I'm kind of a little turned off on him. It's it's tough because we did we we saw him for like I think three games this past year. He missed half of twenty twenty two, but like you said, Josh, you read off the numbers. He's been great when he's pitched for for the Dodgers. It's just he tore his ACL, then he came back for three games, completely messed up his other knee. I think you said he's going to be thirty seven this upcoming year, so he's up there in age already. He's coming off two knee injuries and I think different knees maybe the Dodgers turn down his player option, but say, Hey, like we want to bring you back, but for 3 million. So maybe they could save a couple million there. It's tough because six and a half million, it's not that much, but if he's not going to pitch for that, for you that much, you're, you're throwing a lot of money down the drain when you could use it somewhere else. So for the Dodgers, I hope they decline it, but I hope they're able to bring him back on a cheaper deal. Even if it's for 3 million or 4 million, 
you need to save as much as you can this offseason. So if the Dodgers could do that, I mean, he'd be a great, uh, great option as your seventh or eighth inning piece. Uh, another reliever, Josh, Joe Kelly, who has a nine and a half million club option with a one million dollar buyout. Yeah, see, uh, I say bring him back. I mean, yeah, the fans like him. He's he's a good bullpen piece, but he's another guy. He missed time. Um, he had some big moments for the Dodgers once he came over. But again, it's just I feel I feel like I'm in this I'm in the stage where I keep saying if you're not confident that they're going to be able to pitch for a while and, you know, guys who've missed some time. I feel like I've been hesitant to say bring him back, but there is somebody else on this list that I'm going to say bring back. And it's going to be the opposite of what I've been saying this whole time. So I feel like right here, you know, if the math makes sense, bring back Joe Kelly. I think that he's a good reliever to have in one of these situations. He'll be almost 36 by the time the season starts. So the Dodgers are going to be a relatively older team, at least in terms of the free agents that we're talking about. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think. I mean, he's, he's one of the few guys where the club option is going to be an increase in salary. I, I don't know, man. So, like, first off, he was fantastic with the Dodgers when he came back. 1.74 ERA, 1.32 FIP. Josh, the dude was averaging 16 and a half strikeouts per nine innings when he was back with LA. But like you said, he got hurt. I think he missed a month. Nine and a half million is a lot of money for a reliever. But Joe Kelly's a fan favorite. He clearly loves being here. I think the only reason he signed with the White Sox a couple years ago was because they offered him, I think it was a two-year contract, and he wanted that multi-year deal. So for this, the Dodgers, they don't have to give him the multi-year deal. I think if they would, I think they wanted to bring him back on a one-year deal the first time around. So if this is what you were probably offering him last offseason, maybe he ends up coming back, uh, or I guess two offseasons ago. I guess he was with the White Sox for two years. It felt like he was uh, not gone that long. But I, I, I want him back, Josh. But again, $9.5 for a reliever is just so much money. Yeah, but but he was really good. Uh, this is another one, like I kind of mentioned with Daniel Hudson. Maybe they can say, hey, Joe, like we're going to turn this down. We'll give you your million dollars for your buyout. Do you want to come back for six million where you're still getting a good payday? We're saving a couple mil. But I this one, I, I'm, I, I want him back. I want the Dodgers to save money. But I also don't want to lose him again, Josh, because I love having Joe Kelly in the bullpen. Like, I love having him on the mound. I love his cockiness. I love just that he he's one of the few guys that brings grit to this Dodgers team. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's not my money, so I don't care. But I, I really want them to bring him back. So I'm, I'm saying pick up that $9.5 club option. It's a lot of money, but screw it, Josh. Do it. Bring yeah, him back. I agree. I agree. Bring Joe Kelly back. All right, Josh, the next one. Uh, this one is a very easy one for me, but again, I that's why there's two of us. Lance Lynn, a nice $18 million club option with a $1 million buyout. So, Josh, are you bringing back Lance Lynn for 18 mil in 2024? No. Th thank you. Thank you. You know, the home runs were an issue, but we knew that. Other than that, I, I thought he was pretty good, but no, 18 million. Sorry, pal. Yeah, Lance Lynn, thank you for your service. Thank you for eating innings, but uh, yeah, you you can go and try and fetch a contract from someone else. Uh, Josh, the next one, this is going to be an interesting one. A lot of uh, conversations I've been seeing on Twitter about this one. Max Muncy. Now, according to um, Spotrack, I think it's $14 million for his club option, but what mm -hmm. I've been seeing, uh, the other beat reporters, they're saying it's $10 million. So $10 million, $14 million, I don't know what the official number is. If the beat reporters are saying $10 million, I'm going to go with them. So a $10 million club option for Max Muncy. So I saw the 14 on spot track too. If it's 10, I say yes, absolutely. If it's 14, I think I still say yes. Um, based off of you know what the contract was already, I think that's only a slight increase if it is 14. But look, I think I think that he's a, a, a good player to bring back because again, you know, we had that that he's had a couple of explosive seasons. He's gonna be still 33 by the time the season starts. Um, and obviously you look at the home runs that he's had um and what those numbers have been. I think you I think people want 
to see a more consistent Max Muncy because kind of what we've seen is the strikeout or home run Max Muncy. Um, yeah. But I think he's a big part of the team. I'd like to see him bring him back. Yeah, I mean, whether it's 10 million, whether it's 14 million, I think this one's actually a no-brainer. I mean, despite him not being great defensively, this is a guy that this past year still hit 36 home runs, drove in 105 drove in 105 runs, had an OPS above 800. You'll take that at this price point because unless you're trading for Nolan Arenado, I don't know what your best option would be at third base. Josh, I know we like to talk about Michael Bush, but no offense to Michael Bush. I, I would rather take my chances at third base with Max Muncy for the long term than uh, Michael Bush next year. Bring, bring up Michael Bush as a bench bat, but your options at third base are literally, yeah, Muncy, Michael Bush, or trading for Nolan Arenado. So if I'm the Dodgers, it's a no-brainer. Bring him back. It's a really affordable deal. You're getting a guy that, again, hit 36 homers, drove in 100 RBIs for $10 million. I mean, that that's an insane bark, and that's an insane deal. You got to bring him back. Uh, in Muncy, we trust. I believe again, Josh, if he just hits 220, if he hits 230, he's posting an OPS close to 900. So the fact that he's posting these insane numbers while hitting 200 is just wild. Uh, another player, Josh, that I'm sure a lot of people didn't even realize was on the team at any point because he didn't pitch a single pitch. Uh, Alex Reyes, who the Dodgers signed this past offseason, missed the entire year with an injury. He has a $3 million club option. Eh. <laughs> that's that's all that needs to be said i mean three million dollars for some for a 29 year old guy that we didn't really get to see this year is tough to it's tough to give full analysis on but i mean maybe the dodgers want to see him pitch because we never got to I mean, so we haven't seen him pitch since 2021. He did miss all of 2022 as well. Josh, the last, the last time we actually saw him on the mound throwing a pitch was at Dodger Stadium when he allowed the walk-off home run to Chris Taylor in the Chris wild card Taylor, game. Yeah. That's the last time we saw this guy. But, Josh, in 2029, he was an all-star for the Cardinals. He was one of the best in closers in baseball. Oh, boy, what am I saying? Uh, I think you. I think because you said he's 29 years old, so I, oh. I got confused, so... We're getting too ahead of ourselves, but in 2021, oh, no, no. He had 29 saves. Okay, there we go. That Now we're making sense. 29 saves in 2021. He's going to be 29. A lot of 20s going on here, Josh. But, again, the last time we saw him, he was an all-star closer. For only $3 million, I say screw it, bring him back. If he regains form, you're getting an insanely valuable piece in the bullpen. If he sucks, well, you're only paying $3 million for him, so... Again, I think it depends on if he's healthy or not, but I got no issue with it for three million. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's do it. We're in, Alex Reyes. We're officially in. All right, Josh. Our final one that we got to get to. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of these guys, but guys, we never saw a suit up for the Dodgers in 2023. Yes, he was with the team. Yes, he still has a chance to come back. And that's Blake Trinan. Now, this one's a fun one, Josh, because there's no actual number for it. Because according to uh, what I've seen, Blake Trinan's 2024 option is based on time missed in 2022 and 2023. Well, if that's the case, he essentially missed, I think, 98% of games in those two seasons. So his player option would probably be very, very affordable. So again, there's no number for it, but I'm assuming it's a very low number. So if you want to throw out two million, three million, you can make up your own number, Josh. But make up your own number, and whatever that number is, do you want uh, Blake Trinan back on that number? I'll go off of what Spottrack says, which is seven million. I don't really know where that number comes from. Maybe that's like the most he can get because I I saw that too, but like yeah. I don't know if that's again. There, dude, contracts are weird, man. The way they negotiate these. Yeah. Um. This is kind of the player that I was alluding to earlier, though, as somebody who's missed a lot of time, but I still think maybe you give him another shot. And for right. me, Blake Trinan has been so good, you know, throughout his career with the Dodgers. You know, obviously in 2020, he was really good. 2021, 72 games, a 199 ERA. <laughs> I mean, he was so terrific good. for the Dodgers. And then just in the five games that he played in, in the 2022 season, 180 ERA, um, you know, he was fine, but it was only five games. Right. He's just a, a good option out of the bullpen. He can be your 
kind of um, he can kind of be the setup man. I feel like or the bridge to the closer. I know they had experimented with him as the closer before, but if he comes in and kind of that eighth inning, put out the fire kind of role, um, I, I think that he could be a really good option for the team. Now, again, I feel like for a reliever, maybe if that is that seven million or eight million or whatever I said, if that if that's the number, maybe that's a little high. But again, I think that I think that this is a player maybe you give one last look to. Yeah, so it says seven million. So I, I I don't know if that is the official number because again under it it says twenty twenty four option is based on time missed. I don't know if it takes into account the time missed and that's the number it spewed out. So maybe it is seven million. But yeah, if it is that high, I still think he's a guy that you want to bring back. He obviously almost made it back this past season. I think he ended up pitching a few games in OKC, just couldn't get there in time. And like you said, Josh, last time we saw him, the dude was lights out. He was one of the better relievers in all of baseball. So if you can get him back, it's kind of that seventh, eighth inning fireman type of role. I think that'd be huge for the Dodgers. I mean, there's a number of guys we talked about in today's list, Josh, where if the Dodgers bring all these guys back and they're all healthy, and you have a healthy bullpen next year of Evan Phillips, Bruce Dark Ratterall, Joe Kelly, Daniel Hudson, Blake Trinan, this is the best bullpen in all of baseball. The issue is... Are these guys going to be healthy? So for Trinan, if he's good to go, I say bring him back, regardless of what the price is, whether it's again seven million, two million, I'd like to see him come back. But again, yeah. that's a that's a choice that the Dodgers have to make, whether or not he's healthy. But those are officially all of the player options. Again, only six. We went through all the free agents. The Dodgers also have to add guys via the Rule Five draft, guys they want to protect. I think there's only two locks, Josh. I think Nick Frasso. And Landon Knack are the two that are probably going to be added. So there's two more guys that are taking up roster spots. Before we do wrap this up, Josh, I we didn't talk about these guys, the guys that are arbitration eligible, just because there are so many. But I want to quickly name off a few, and you just tell me whether or not you think the Dodgers should bring them back, sign them in arbitration, or they should release them, kind of like what they did last year with Cody Bellinger, Edwin Rios. Um, so a few names that are arbitration eligible, Ryan Yarbrough. Um. I see. I like him, and I thought that he was really good. Uh, would love to see them to see them bring him back. So, and I feel like you'll be able to get it for for a good value. Yeah, I agree. He's going to be cheap, and I think you need that raw stripling kind of guy that can eat any inside of the bullpen like that. So, I hope they bring him back. Yancy Almonte. Uh, Yancy's another one that's kind of an interesting one, I think. But but ultimately, I think that he's going to be relatively cheap he might ask for more but um again you know it, it wasn't a great season but a year ago he was terrific so i say bring him back too yeah he's projected to earn 1.9 million so at that price bring him back hopefully he can bounce back victor gonzalez i feel like i'm kind of in the same in the same kind of boat here where it, it's not going to be all that much it's what 1 million so yeah bring him back if there's a spot available bring him back yeah, for this one, he's so cheap, but since roster spots are going to be hard to come by, this one, yeah. honestly, I have I have no problem if they want to cut their ties and send him off somewhere else because he didn't really play much for the Dodgers this year anyway. I don't think he's going to play a role in the bullpen next year, so he might as well clear yeah. up a roster spot and uh, you know get rid of him. One other one that's on here, Josh, uh, our final one, a guy that, once again, did not play for the Dodgers, J.P. Fireisen a guy that they signed from the Rays this past year, but I think he underwent Tommy John surgery. He was fantastic for the Rays when he pitched last. The only issue is I don't even know if we're going to see him at any point in 2024, but he's projected to make a million dollars. So Josh, JP Fireisen, are you in or are you out? So I, I think that they'd like to keep him just because 1 million is such a low number and i think that that's such a good value for for a player that could be really good the thing that's going to cost him again is, is is the roster spot um yeah given the other players that the want that the dodgers are going to want to bring in um or or offer new contracts to and then like you said the rule five where there's going to there's going to be not not a ton but what probably two maybe three Again, like that's something that I think could cost him a cost him a spot. So I think that he's probably not going to be back. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers like what they've seen from him so far um, and still want to give him a shot. If they signed him knowing he was going to miss all of 2023, like I would assume 
yeah. they want to bring him back. But again, because roster spots are going to be so hard to come by, like, I, I don't know. Josh, one final thing. When he pitched in 2022 for the Rays, he threw 24 and a third's innings. Would you like to take a guess as to how many runs he allowed in those 24 innings? One. Zero. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the dude shoves, and the Dodgers essentially got him for free. So maybe maybe they bring him back. Hey, if they want to bring back JP Fireisen, a guy that had a zero ERA in 24 innings, and he's your literally your worst reliever. Hey, I mean, Josh, this Dodgers bullpen could be so good. You throw in Fireisen, you throw in Alex Reyes, who was a freaking all star closer in 2021. This could be an insane bullpen. But that does wrap it up, Josh. Unfortunately, uh, as we, as we talked about so many players, unfortunately that has to be the end. But the Dodgers, again, this offseason is going to be tough for them because there are so many players that they can bring back. They got to get that roster under 40, especially if they want to sign guys like Shohei Otani, some other free agents. If they want to make trades, you got to get that 40 man below 40. So some tough decisions are going to be made and there could be trades that are that feature guys on the 40 man that might get traded to other teams. Hopefully Michael Bush survives the uh, bloodbath, Josh. Hopefully he makes it out alive so he can spend all of 2024. Actually, do you think Michael Bush is probably praying for a trade at this point? He's probably saying, please mm. send me literally anywhere so I can get major league service time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think See, he would it's, have it's, to be. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. He's like, please get me out of here. Send me to the Royals so I can play every day. I don't know. I mean, what would you do I if say... you were at that point? Would you want to get traded? Like, if you're like, I, if you were like 21 or 22, maybe not. But if you're like, I think it's going to be 26. Like, your time's got to be now, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to get out. See, I feel like he just even needs a needs a chance to be like a bench piece for the Dodgers. Like, if he's a if he's like a full time bench piece, I would take that it's again it's gonna be interesting because the Dodgers have so many rookies that are on their 40 man where there's just yeah. like I don't know what the path is like I, I don't know what the path is so again the Dodgers are going to be busy this offseason but there's going to be a lot of movement that happens so make sure you stay tuned by listening to Inside the Ravine wherever you guys get your podcasts we're on Spotify Apple and the Odyssey app and you guys can of course follow us on social media on Twitter Instagram TikTok and YouTube just search Inside the Ravine you guys can find us there Josh any final words before we uh depart for the week I saw Bruce Dar at the Kings game last night I said hey yeah as I texted story, you, but I texted you saying you should personally thank him for being the only player on the team that showed any sort of emotion yeah but I'm yeah. sure he gets I that think, a lot I think he was <laughs> with um his mom I'm not sure though but I think because yeah. I saw two people walk and I was like, one of those throws heat. The other one throws a blistering slider of a first pitch. And I'm pretty sure that was her. Yeah, she did have a good first pitch. I do remember that. So Bruce Rock Gratterall, uh, L.A. Kings fan. You should have tried to sell him on an Ontario rain package, Josh. Like, what are you doing? Aren't no. you in sales? Isn't that your job? <laughs> Isn't that your job no. to try to sell him on a package? Absolutely not. No, I would not approach Bruce <laughs> and be like, hey, our holiday plans are about to go on sale. <laughs> we'll get you the best rate at the uh, toyota arena uh so you can yeah. just come in hey man we'll, we'll, have, we'll even have a dodgers night uh do you want to drop the puck on dodgers night i'll uh no, i'll guarantee that for it <laughs> yeah quakes boy so yeah hey that, that's a that's a great uh great way to finish this but again thank you guys so much for listening as always we do appreciate it stay tuned this offseason for a lot more episodes there's a lot of dodgers news that we're gonna have to get to so stay tuned for that some fun things coming but for josh schaefer this has been blake harris thank you guys as always for listening and enjoy the rest of your week wherever you may be